now. So uh, just again, we're recording this. Uh, if you don't want to be recorded, please um, just don't say anything. Uh, and welcome everyone to the com to the uh, excuse me to the webinar. I am really glad that you're here. I think this is. I hope it'll be a valuable program. I think that this is pretty important for information and tools for advocacy, both for um, individual residents, families, and resident councils within their facility. Uh, and also, if you do any kind of advocacy, even if you just are calling your, your local um, legislator or congressperson, et cetera, that this is, um, we have some valuable resources out there that can be useful to you. Uh, so the people who just joined us, we are just getting started. Uh, a little bit about uh, me and the Long-Term Care Coalition. We are in a nonprofit organization. We are entirely dedicated to improving care and quality of life for nursing home residents. And excuse me, people in assisted living. Sorry, I just just remembered to press the mute button. Uh, so again, welcome everyone. Uh, and then we are a coalition based in New York, so we include members from across New York State, including several of the long-term care Amazon programs. Uh, several of the organizations that work with people with Alzheimer's and other dementia, people that work with and or are comprised of, uh, people with disabilities, seniors, etc. And then we do, our focus is policy and analysis and systemic advocacy, meaning that we really focus on both uh, what's going on in New York State as well as what's going on nationally in terms of some, uh, some important quality and oversight issues that we've identified in our work, and that the people with whom we work on a grassroots level, like the ombudsman, like people who work directly with consumers, uh, that they've identified for us. And lastly, I um, joined the coalition in 2002, and I've been the executive director since 2005. For those of you who are just joining us, uh, just a reminder that we have everyone on mute. Press star six if it's anything urgent, if you have a question for me. Uh, if you have a question in terms of accessing the program, please send a message via, there's a little messaging screen. It should be in the box. Uh, mine is green and gray. Uh, and we're going to move on. Thank you. Today we're going to be talking about looking up nursing homes on Nursing Home Compare, understanding what the five-star rating system is that's part of Nursing Home Compare, uh, we're going to talk about some things that I use uh, when I evaluate, uh, things that I look at when I evaluate a nursing home online, and then some of the resources that we have on our website as well. Last week's program, which is now available online both on our website, nursinghome411.org, and also on our YouTube page, which is um, accessible through nursinghome411.org. Last time we talked specifically about looking up New York State legislation and finding information on New York State nursing homes, adult homes, and assisted living. Uh, this program today is going to focus on uh, data that's available nationally um, for um, on Nursing Home Compare and on our website, and also on the ProPublica website, which is a pretty good resource. So essentially, I wanted to give you a little bit of background. The Nursing Home Compare and the five-star rating system, every single licensed nursing home in the country, uh, license means a nursing home that takes Medicare and or Medicaid for any of its residents, even if they take $10 of Medicare or Medicaid. Uh, every rule, every standard applies to all the residents in the facility, and that's what we speak about when we, you know, that's what we think of when we speak about licensed nursing homes in the U.S. Every single one of those facilities is on Nursing Home Compare and is part of the five-star rating system. And I put the link at the top of the page, www.medicare.gov forward slash Nursing Home Compare, all one word. And again, for those of you who might be listening in, we're going to put this out on our, on our website. And if you want a copy, uh, please email Sarah at LT, as in Tom, CCC, Org, and we'll be happy to send out uh, anything to you, actually, but certainly the presentation. Now, Nursing Home Compare is, as I said, you know, every single nursing home is there. 
it's far from perfect. Um, there are some problems with the with the data and with data measurement in general, I think. But it is, in our opinion, the most reliable and the best resource for finding information on nursing home, whether you're looking for uh, placement in a specific home or in your community or you're doing uh, advocacy and helping people in your region if you're in an Amazon program or in a nonprofit organization that's, that's, uh, that's helping people or if you're doing state, local, or national advocacy. Now, the other thing I just wanted to quickly mention is that CMS is implementing changes to some of the calculations in the Nursing Home Compared database that we believe will improve its reliability. I don't want to get into it too much in this program because we do have a lot to cover, but essentially the, um, the Nursing Home Compare is based upon three parameters, which we'll talk about. They are staffing, the inspections, uh, surveys, and quality measures. Uh, and each one of those three has different, different issues, so to speak, in terms of oversight, in terms of the, the um, uh, quality assessment. Uh, there's been a problem nationwide, actually, in that many, many deficiencies, many problems in nursing homes do not, are not identified by the survey agencies. And this is a major focus of our work at the Long-Term Care Coalition and of other advocates as well. The Government Accountability Office, other researchers have found this. So when we look at that component, the inspection component, you will see some, you know, you might see some problems or you might see none. That does not mean that no problems exist. So that's one aspect of the five-star system. The next is next two, excuse me, are staffing and quality measures. Both of those are currently self-reported by the nursing homes and not audited by either the state or the federal governments. And we'll talk more about that as well. But I just wanted to give you a framework at this point to say, you know, so these data are there. They are federally published. It's not a resource that is the federal government that's taking money from nursing homes in order to be listed, like some places do, uh, you know, some, some online resources do, but that there are these pitfalls, so to speak, in the data that make it um, less than perfect. So here you are on the first page of Nursing Home Compare. If you can see the screen, again, I just went to Medicare.gov, Nursing Home Compare, and there is the box Finding a Nursing Home. As I note on the side, you can search by the name of the state, you can search by your town, you can search by zip code. What I did here is I just put in HYD. I started typing Hyde Park, New York, which is where our Amazon program office is located. I put in HYD and you could see there were a couple of things that came up, including Hyde Park, New York. So it's, I think, you know, it, it, it's fairly easy to use and you'll see on the next page that it comes up with a um, results for Hyde Park, New York, there were 19 nursing homes within 25 miles. But on the right-hand side, there's a green button. You can go to the map view if that's helpful to you, or you can modify your search. So if your search comes up with too few or too many nursing homes, you can increase the size. Uh, here it says within 25 miles. You can make it larger or bigger. You could change the state, or you can look for a specific nursing home by name. So that is, I think, you know, some helpful ways to plug in. There's a lot of information provided here. As you can see on the top row, there's Nursing Home Compare Home, about Nursing Home Compare, about the data, resources. Help. So there's a lot there. I think that I worry sometimes that people get too bogged down, but it's also useful to remember that you have the ability to find out more about anything that you're looking for. So what I want to do today is hopefully, you know, point you in the right direction, give you some hints and ideas as to where you can go further when you're researching information, um, whether that is looking for a single facility or, again, looking for a range of facilities in your community. So 19 nursing homes came up. That is the first arrow from the right-hand side. And then below that, I wanted you to see that for all these 19 nursing homes, you can sort. Those are those little arrows that, that are embedded in that dark blue space. You can sort by distance, 
You can sort by quality measures, by staffing, by health inspection, or by the overall rating. So just to take a step back, we had 19 nursing homes that came up in this area. So I, I might want to start by looking at overall rating from highest to lowest. If I can go to a nursing home within 25 miles from, from, um, from where I live, for instance, if I'm moving from my hospital, then I would first probably sort by ratings and then see and then look down from there. And then you can also see the first arrow from the left-hand side, choose up to three nursing homes to compare. So you can actually select, you just scroll down this list of 19 nursing homes. Uh, you only see the first one here, but it, continue, it would continue down. And you could see exactly what their address is, what their ratings are for each one of those parameters. And then you could choose uh, three of them to compare very easily. And then you could you know, move or add, et cetera. So what we did here in the next slide you'll see is I chose one of the nursing homes that was further down on the list. That's the Hudson Valley Rehab and Extended Care Facility. And that's in Highland, New York. So this is the profile page. When I click on one of those names um, that shows up, this is the page that I come to. The first, the top line you see are the different tabs. So you have general information about the facility. Next tab is, the, is those health and fire safety inspections, uh, what we call surveys. The next is information on nursing home staffing, direct care staffing. The next is quality measures. And then following that is penalties. Uh, again, looking down, you have the name of the facility, the overall rating, um, which is four stars. It's again one to five stars. It's a five star system. There's a little map there which you could expand. Information, the second arrow on the right hand side provides some basic information about the nursing home. Some of the things that could be important to you are uh, whether it participates in Medicare and or Medicaid. Not every facility participates in both. So if you are um, a Medicaid beneficiary, and you want to make sure, of course, that you're going to a nursing home that will accept Medicaid. Ownership, um, CMS now tells you who the owner is and whether they're a for-profit or a not-for-profit. Uh, automatic sprinkler systems. This is actually a pretty big issue. The facilities have been required for many years now to have automatic sprinkler systems, and not all of them do. So this is a, has been, excuse me, a major issue for us in our advocacy over the years is getting CMS to make sure that every nursing home has an automatic sprinkler system because, as you can imagine, if you have a fire in a facility uh, or another emergency, it is not easy to get people out. So we really want to make sure that there, there are the appropriate fire safety systems. Uh, and then lastly, on the right-hand side, I'm always interested in whether there is a resident council and or a family council. This facility, according to CMS, only has a resident council. And then uh, looking underneath it, you can see the star ratings for the three categories, again, that comprise the five-star rating system. So we have, again, the health inspection, the staffing, and the quality measures. If you're not familiar with this, or if you forget, you can easily look and see there's a little eye and a circle next to each one and next to other information as well. So you can just click on that and find out, well, what's a short you know, description of what they mean by those things? Because you're not going to remember, you don't have to remember, I should say, everything that I talk about. And I certainly don't. As long as I want to look, well, why would, you know, why would something be important? Or what are they trying to say, say there? So that's easy to find. And then at the bottom, you see ownership information. So again, it's a for-profit, and there's the legal business name of the owner. And you could also find out more ownership information after that. Now, in the orange box on the right-hand side, I put a very brief quote from an excellent study that came out. I think it was about 10 years ago now, called Where Should Mama Go? And if you want to read the study, all you have to do is put that into Google search and you can um, and you could find it. That study found that rating systems, quote, are better at identifying problem facilities than potentially good homes. What does that mean? Well, here we have a facility, and I'm not pointing out, this is, I really just took Hudson Valley um, pretty much randomly from the list that came up. But you have four-star overall. Um, 
So what does that mean? To my mind, you know, if I went to wanted to go to the movies, I would, you know, certainly be interested in a five-star movie or a four-star movie. A three-star movie, I would probably, you know, go to also. Uh, two-star, one-star, you know, I probably would be less inclined to go to. So, you know, three stars is, is average out of five. What does that mean when it comes to a nursing home? Well, as that study found, it means something a little bit different. Uh, so when you look at these ratings, Essentially, what that study found was that if you are looking at a one-star or a two-star rating, then that's generally pretty bad. And then if you're looking at a three-star, that's three or four or five, well, that essentially means, I don't want to generalize, but I want to give you some idea of what I look at and I read a lot of these, is that I think, well, you know, that is certainly better than having one or two stars, but that is not a sufficient basis for thinking, oh, five stars, this is going to be something really good, or four stars, this is going to be something really good. Again, because of the the problems with some of the data that I mentioned earlier. Uh, I don't want to make it too complicated or, or, or say conflicting things, but I do want to reiterate that this is, in, in our opinion, by far the best resource for looking at nursing home quality and for assessing the quality of nursing homes, but it doesn't mean it's a perfect resource by any means. So I feel it's important to hopefully make clear that there are these issues. And when I personally, you know, talk to someone or I'm looking at a facility, I am very concerned when I see one or two stars um, in any of those measures. And then if I see four or five stars, then I think that, to my mind, opens the door, but it doesn't mean uh, that I that I feel that I'm automatically going to get good care there or that I would wholeheartedly recommend that facility. It's more of a eliminating something that you know uh, is likely to be pretty poor. So I hope that's clear. If you have any questions, uh, please, um, you know, star six if you, want it, if you want to ask them right away. If not, we'll allow time for discussion at the end. I just wanted to make that as clear as possible. It is confusing and I am, you know, we, we are always interested and available to try to help, uh, you know, other organizations, family councils, resident councils with, you know, technical help or expertise that we can provide to help you use these data in as useful a way as possible. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go through some of the tabs. So here, health, fire, and safety inspections. They received four stars overall, again, out of five. And if you look down, the first arrow from the top says view full report. So you can actually look at, for any nursing home, the statement of deficiencies. And if people were interested in talking about that or having a program on, on how to review a statement of deficiencies, uh, I would be happy to do that. Send us an email and let me know if people are interested, we can do that. But the statement of deficiencies essentially is a record of what the surveyor found when he or she found a deficient practice, substandard care, resident abuse or neglect, and how they substantiated it. They can be a little bit complex to read, but I find after I got used to it that they really tell a story of what of what has gone on in the situation, again, that the surveyor saw. So other situations could happen that the surveyor is not there to see, but we're talking about specifically what someone on the survey team saw and identified and substantiated as happening. The second arrow looks at complaint inspection. There were no complaint inspections for this facility. Uh, so I know, you know, I just want to take a moment to talk about that a little bit. I know that a lot of families, um, ombudsmen and residents that we speak to, they, 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 they kind of poo-poo the idea of filing a complaint because too often the state state agency does not collaborate or substantiate the complaint. And that is true. But I think filing a complaint is still important because that goes in the record. Um, and that there is a record of complaints and there is a requirement that a complaint is investigated. Now, it's not a great requirement. I don't, I don't want to steer anyone wrong, but I think it's, in essence, an important thing, an important tool to one, at least get on the record of having made a complaint. And if more people make complaints and that does show up, it does trigger some further investigation. 
if you don't complain, you could, don't complain about a problem, you can be pretty sure that nothing is going to happen. So that's, that's the converse. So I know for families, and I've spoken to many families over the years, and they get very frustrated because they file a complaint and the complaint is not substantiated. But that doesn't mean that it's not meaningful. It does make, you know, it does help to make a difference. And I think now that we're changing, CMS has new federal nursing home regulations that we've been doing a number of programs on. I think that it will make more of a difference in the future as those regulations are implemented this year and next year. So here, to get back to the inspection, the last survey, you can see the date. It was April 28, 2016, was the, the last health inspection, uh, which is also called the survey. They had zero health deficiencies. And then what, what Nursing Home Compare does over and over again, you'll see, is they list the average number of whatever the whatever indicator they're showing you, they'll list the average number for the state and for the country. So you can see here the average number of health deficiencies in New York is 5.7. The average number of health deficiencies in the U.S. is 7.2 per facility per year. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of curious. You know, it could be a good thing that they didn't get any health deficiencies or it could be that the state agency, the surveyors, um, just didn't find any problems that, that actually existed. Uh, so again, it's, it's one of those things that we're getting back to the where should mama go criteria is in, that doesn't necessarily tell you that this facility has no problems, but it tells you that no problems were found. Uh, again, it does require some thinking and then, you know, and, and some perspective. And I hope that this is helpful in that regard. Uh, and again, we have all these materials available online, and we are here to help as much as we can to decipher some of this. And then lastly on this page, I just want to say view all health inspections. So Nursing Home Compare has information on the last three years for every facility inspection. So you can see the previous two inspections as well, and you can look at them and they'll show you a chart here, just like just like you're seeing the number of deficiencies, number average in the state, et cetera. And you could actually read, download the full report. And that could be useful to you if you are really digging into a nursing home. You're making, you know, you're, you're making a choice about a nursing home. If you're a resident council or a family council, I think understanding what has gone on in your facility uh, to the best that you can is is really valuable. And then if you're doing advocacy in your community or in your state, this is um, useful information to have as well to see, you know, how much, how often does your state cite for problems? And what is the, how does it compare to other states? Moving on to the next tab, this is staffing. And I thought this got really interesting. So again, it shows you the overall rating of four stars in the upper left-hand side. And then under staffing, it has two out of five stars, and under RN staffing, um, that's registered nurse staffing, it also has two stars. And as I noted in the orange box, notice that there is a disconnect. And that's something, this is something that would um, trigger some questions for me. Now, staffing, study after study has shown that staffing is probably the most important indicator of a nursing home's quality. And I would say that um, RN staffing is probably the most important component. Uh, people may differ here. Uh, the fact of the matter is that the nurse aides provide about 90% of the care. But if you don't have sufficient RN staffing, it's really the RNs that are able to provide um, a uh, the kind of oversight that I think is necessary of the staff to ensure that residents are getting the care that they need. So it's a, also an indicator, excuse me, of where the provider is putting the money and how much money they're putting into caring for their residents because the RNs are the most expensive. So what I'll often see when I, when I find a nursing home that is, uh, has a problem is that they'll have maybe a lot of staffing in the CNAs or the LPNs who are less expensive and not as much as in the RNs. So here you look in the bottom arrow on the right-hand side, the RN hours per resident per day. Again, CMS does a really nice job with this. They give you, for the facility, 
they give you for the state, and they give you the national average. So RN hours, we have 31 minutes per resident per day. That is um, two-thirds, excuse me, of the state average, 45 minutes, and a little bit less than that of the national average. So that is something that is really, um, that, that is something that I'd be very curious and concerned about. It may not be that I'm going to say, oh, what, you know, I'm not going to go to the Hudson Valley rehab or I'm not going to send a family member there. But I would certainly ask if I was going to visit uh, what's going on here. Or if I was a, a family member or you know, a member of a family council or a resident council or an ombudsman, I would be, it, it, it would inform my questions and my discussions with the administrative staff. It would inform when I look around the facility uh, how I think about what's going on. Are call bells being answered? Are people um, receiving the, the care that they need? Uh, staffing plays, uh, again, I think the most important role in that. Just as an aside, how they have it here on the, in that left-hand column, total number of licensed nurses staff hours per resident per day. You see that per resident per day, per resident per day, over and over again. That's how we generally speak, not always, but generally speak about staffing. It's the number of hours that each resident gets on average of care time. Uh, as a rule of thumb, the, there was a federal study that came out in 2001 that found that basically you need to have about 4.1 to 4.3 hours of direct care staff time per resident per day in order to meet their basic clinical needs. That does not include their, uh, an individual's, excuse me, an individual's psychosocial needs. It doesn't include the quality of life requirements that are important components of nursing home care. This is just to basically meet the average resident's clinical needs. Uh, you need to have about 4.2 to 4.3 hours of direct care staff time. So that's something that I look at as well. So I would look here and say, how do my RN hours compare? First of all, how do my overall staffing hours compare to the, you know, to 4.2 or 4.3? We would definitely uh, want to see at least that, if not more, would be my preference. Anything below three hours of direct care staff time per day is generally according to that study is a very high likelihood that a resident will be harmed due to the lack of staff. So 3.3 hours per resident per day is really, as that study identified, pretty poor and a very dangerous, according to that study, or a high likelihood of danger um, situation. And then really 4.2, 4.3 is where we get to see that uh, at least people's clinical needs are likely to be met. Uh, and again, I know I'm giving a lot of information here, but uh, I just want to remind you that this is all self-reported at this point. So it's exactly what the facility is saying. No one is double-checking to make sure that it's accurate. There have been studies over the years that have found that this information is inflated and we and others advocated for CMS to do some better, you know, a better job, excuse me, in ensuring that this is accurate. And starting at the end of last year, CMS has begun requiring that facilities report based upon uh, an actual payroll data system. And that is in the process of being implemented right now. Uh, and we expect that around the beginning of 2018, we'll start to see it on Nursing Home Compare. Now, we're going to have a program later in the year on some of the changes that are underway to improve Nursing Home Compare. And, uh, you know, send Sarah an email, send us an email, and let us know if you're interested. We'll add you to the list for the for these programs. But, uh, you know, essentially right now, this is all self-reported. So from my perspective, one really has to take it with a grain of salt. Uh, but we want to look at say 4.1 to 4.3 hours of direct care staff time, and again, be mindful that it, it's self-reported. And importantly, look at the RN hours, because I think that is is really critical. And lastly, on this page is, you know, don't take anything here to say necessarily, oh, I, I you know, I don't want to go there or I won't send a resident there. 
this should really be a means to inform you of, you know, what's going on, what's potentially going on, to ask questions, and to be a, um, you know, a more informed consumer, whether you're already in the nursing home, whether you have a family member there, or you're an ombudsman there, or you're looking for nursing homes, or you're doing more, um, more, more community-based uh, outreach. The next file, and there's actually two more tabs that we'll just speak to really quickly. One is quality measures. As I note here on the side, I don't give a lot of credence to quality measures because they also are self-reported by the facilities and they're unverified for accuracy by either the state or the federal government. Uh, however, you'll see on the next page, they do provide specifics, and this continues down. There is information on quality measures for short-stay residents, and for long-stay residents, what I did here was I just clipped, you know, did a page clip of a couple of them so you can see those quality measures include percentage of long-stay residents experiencing one or more falls with major injury, percentage of residents with a urinary tract infection. That's, uh, as you can imagine, a big issue for nursing home residents. Uh, percentage of residents who self-report moderate to severe pain, percentage of residents with pressure ulcers, uh, et cetera. So there are some, the criteria are, themselves are good. Again, the problem is that it's all self-reported and it's not verified. Now, CMS is making some changes to this and they're including some data in the five-star rating that are based upon insurance claims rather than just, you know, self-reporting by a facility. So that should make the star rating a little bit better. But in terms of these particulars, you know, if you, um, let's look at the pressure ulcer. Now that's, that's a huge, huge issue for nursing home residents. Uh, here we have 3.7% um, of residents uh, at high risk for, pre for pressure ulcers develop pressure ulcers, according to the nursing homes report. The average in New York State, according to this, is 7.1% and the national average is 5.7%. In actuality, uh, a couple things going on here. One, again, this is self-reported. So what about pressure ulcers that weren't identified by the facility? They don't show up here. Uh, and as some of you know, I, my brother-in-law was in a nursing home last year, and I happened to notice um, that he had a pressure ulcer on his leg, and the facility hadn't noticed that. So that's the, that's the kind of thing you know, that one has to be really, really careful about. And the other thing I wanted to mention on this point is when I was looking over the presentation this morning, I was like, you know, 7.1 hours, New York State average seems really low. And I actually looked up online on the Nursing Home Compare database, and it's actually much higher than that. Uh, I think it's about 8.5 for the state and about 7.5% for the national average. So just, you know, again, one needs to be careful, but this could be something, you know, if you're looking for someone who is going for rehab, for instance, then maybe some of those short-stay um, uh, quality measures could be useful uh, for you, but I would, again, be really careful, and for the most part, I don't look at these at all. Um, when I'm looking at nursing, when I, when I look at the star rating, I, I disregard that entirely, to be perfectly frank, because I just don't give it very much credence. Similarly, with the penalties, as you can see here, there's, um, they show two kinds of penalties in nursing compare. One is a fine, also called the civil money penalty, and the other one is a payment denial, meaning that they uh, won't pay the facility for, generally for new admissions uh, on Medicare or Medicaid unless the facility corrects its problems. So, we could spend a whole program on that. But in any case, the, as you can see here, the facility has not received any fines and the facility has not received any payment denials. What does that mean? In my opinion, it doesn't mean very much because, unfortunately, facilities are rarely, rarely fined or have any kind of penalty even when they have serious deficiencies or what I would consider to be serious deficiencies. So this is, again, some of the quality measures and the penalties I generally don't bother to look at. You know, sometimes if I read about you know, a nursing home in the 
uh, in a newspaper and something really horrible has happened, I'll sometimes look to see, well, were they penalized at all? And generally the answer is no, even when, when something, you know, there's been a horrible news report about abuse or, or neglect. Um, even then you'll see that a facility has um, good quality measures according to its own reporting and no penalty. So these are n not things that I pay attention to, but I thought it was important just to at least mention. So before we move on again, and we could talk about this you know, more in Q&A, um, you have the five tabs at the top. You have general information on the facility, which gives you all their star ratings and the general information about ownership, uh, et cetera. And then you have the health and fire safety inspections, the staffing measures, which give you per hour per resident day for RN, LPN, and CNA, and then the quality measures and penalties I, again, don't pay a lot of attention to. Lastly, on the, the Medicare.gov Nursing Home Compare website is the ownership information. So here I just copied the ownership information for Hudson Valley. And again, I'm not saying, yes, you know, good or bad in terms of Hudson Valley. It was just something that I picked out randomly so we could you know, kind of go through it together on the um, from my original search. Uh, so it gives you the ownership name, the legal business name. Sometimes if I'm looking into a facility, I'll do a search for that legal business name to see what comes up. And then it also gives you now the ownership interest and the management control. So that could be useful information if you, I know that people do um, regional advocacy or statewide advocacy, that they might want to be looking at certain owners to see whether they have, um, you know, widespread problems. Or, you know, if you just want to get in, con in touch, excuse me, with the managing employee or the operator, that's a way to find out that information as well. Lastly, before we leave Nursing Home Compare entirely, there are underlying data sets. And I put the link up here, data.medicare.gov. If you are uh, interested in really doing some number crunching and finding out, you can look up um, deficiencies, you can look up health deficiencies, you can look up ownership information. There are a lot of data. Basically, everything that's on Nursing Home Compare is put into tables here. The nice thing about it is that it's um, very, you know, useful for searching for um, specific criteria. What we do on at LTCCC is that we uh, do a lot of that and we publish it on our website. And I'll talk more about that. So. Hopefully, if there are things of interest, we're covering that, uh, and you can just go to our website, you'll see. Uh, so it makes it a little bit easier because I find, even though I use this a lot, that I sometimes have to rethink about it, and I sometimes have to play with the data tables just to get an idea of, um, you know, what exactly am I looking at because they're so big. Uh, so what we try to do is shrink it down a bit and to pull some relevant information. I'll show you that in a couple moments. But I just wanted you to know that that is here, and you can do searches on your own. Before we move to our website, though, I wanted to point out to you ProPublica.org. They have an excellent website, um, and they have a section called Nursing Home Inspect that you can see here. Their data was last updated February 2017, so it's it's pretty recent. But they show, um, they provide, I should say, information, for, again, for every nursing home in the country, they've basically crunched a lot of the data that's in the underlying um, data banks of Nursing Home Compare and provided us with some information that could be useful. So here on the first page you can see, and I put the arrow, you can click on a state to see all the homes in that state. So you can see the um, where your state is in terms of serious deficiencies per home, the average fine per home, um, whether there's been payment inspections, so they do a nice chart there. You can see from light to dark um, the, the number of deficiencies, for instance. And then you can click on a state, and you could find more information. That's what I did here. I clicked on our state, um, New York. And the top arrow, you can get some basic information. So this is what was found on Nursing Home Compare. There are 624 nursing homes in New York. 62 of them were identified as having serious deficiencies. Total number of penalties is under a million dollars, and there have been, I would say only, but there have been seven payments suspensions. Um, so that's something, again, that we look at in our advocacy 
but this gives you some pretty handy information. And then the second arrow, you can see, goes to the data table that comes up. And this gives you the name of the nursing home, where it's located, the number of serious deficiencies, whether or not there's been a fine or payment suspension, and then the total deficiencies. So serious deficiencies are those that are found to be have caused harm to a resident, and then total deficiencies are just all the deficiencies, whether or not they were caused to uh, found excuse me found to have, have caused harm to a resident. Looking at the middle arrow, it points to a search box. So you could search for your city, you could search for your nursing home name, you could search for a keyword. So they give an example like choke, um, uh, but you could search and see uh, you know, pressure ulcer. Uh, you can search and see antipsychotic drugs. So there are that could be useful as well to get some information about the nursing homes, either your individual nursing home or the nursing homes in your community or statewide. The other thing before we move on is that top row, nursing home names, city, serious deficiencies, fines, payment suspensions, total deficiencies. You can see with those arrows that that's also um, that you can sort that. So that makes it easy if you want to look by name, if you want to um, look by city and pull out for your city, um, you can do that. If you want to look by the number of deficiencies, et cetera. And then lastly, I wanted to spend some time and talk about what we have on our website. So this is our new website. It's nursinghome411.org. We've had it um, for a couple of years, but we're now consolidating and updating everything onto this website. So we are in the midst of transferring it. Our old website is lt as in Tom, ccc.org. But we want to put together, you know, these tools, you know, tools and, and information in as useful a way as possible for you all. Uh, if you look at the top, we have a learning center. We have long quality information. We have the LTCCC news and reports and then some other buttons. And anything that we've recently posted comes up on the left-hand side. So a few of the examples that we have, and we're putting up, we have had a lot of data over the years. As I mentioned, we're really trying to put it up in as useful a way as possible for, for residents and for families and ombudsmen and other advocates. But here we have, this is for the entire country. Every six, six months or so, what I do is I download data from Nursing Home Compare, and I try to clean it up so that it looks nice, so that the top row um, stands out. And then you can see, you can search for uh, a facility name. You can search by the provider's address or their city, their state, their county. All this also is sortable, so you can do it by, it comes out by state, but you could sort it by county name if you wanted to. And then just if you're working in a county or if you're interested in a specific county, you can just copy and paste those all into a new file. This is an Excel file. Uh, everything we have, by the way, is downloadable for free on the website. So you are welcome to use it in any way that you like. The Now, it does include all the columns in this picture, so I, that's what I put on the right-hand side in that uh, orange box. Uh, ownership type, so you can find out if it's a for-profit or if it's a government facility or if it's a not-for-profit. Whether it has a resident council or a family council or both. It's fire safety, whether it has met those fire safety requirements that we mentioned before that are really important. Uh, you can see all of the five-star ratings, so the overall staffing, inspections, quality measures. You can find information on all the direct care staffing levels. All the last three, you know, for the, that's what's up there, the last three survey dates and numbers of citations, the numbers of substantiated complaints, and fines and other penalties. So that is, and again, it's sortable. So it's really useful information. And one more time, you can pull out for your state. You can pull out for your county. Uh, you can certainly copy, just easily copy and paste for an individual facility. And you can find out, so if you're interested in, say, Suffolk County, uh, which is in New York, you can do a search for, for Suffolk on the county name. You get all those, copy and paste the whole um, row, and then put it into a new page. It takes really a minute. And I would be happy if people you know, needed help doing this to do a program on that as well, uh, on, on how to pull out some of these data. And then you could see, you could sort, you could share, et cetera. It's all public information to find out, well, 
how many facilities in my county have a resident council? Uh, and if they do, you know, how, how can I, you know, think about reaching out to them or family, same thing for a family council? Uh, what are the star ratings for the facilities? So I'm meeting with a legislator. I might want to pull out for the counties in his or her district and say, look, this is what is going on with staffing. This is what's going on with the surveys, you know, that we have complaints from X facility, but the surveyors may not be finding anything. That could be something you want to address. So there's a lot of information here. Again, we're trying to make it as easy to use as possible and easy to access. We have uh, a number of different tables on antipsychotic drugging. And again, you could do a search. We have a search box on the upper right-hand side uh, for antipsychotics if you wanted to get all the resources there. But here we have state information. So you can see for each state, the number of residents in the state, the average antipsychotic drugging, uh, how that compares to other states, the citations in the state for, for inappropriate drugging. So this is, again, something that could be useful to you to know in terms of what is going on in your state. We certainly encourage ombudsmen and families and residents and family resident councils and, and advocacy groups to talk to people in their state because it's really, really, really important that they hear from us. So this is information that could be useful in that sense. And all of it, you can download it, copy it, sort it. I am more than happy for people to use this information. And then what we also have is information directly from CMS. We actually get it from uh, Michael Connors at the California Advocates for Nursing and Reform shares this um, from CMS. But these are files on the, the uh, excuse me, antipsychotic drugging, AP drugging rates for every quarter for every single nursing home. And so you can find out for your nursing home or for any nursing home in your state or in the country, uh, what is their antipsychotic drugging rate? Uh, you can look for it by county. You can look for it again by name. Uh, and that is useful information to have as well because that is a serious problem. Uh, we still have almost one in five nursing home residents are being given antipsychotic drugs. There is an FDA black box warning against using them. They um, increase the risk of death and other serious um, repercussions for people, especially elderly people with dementia. So um, we have a lot of information on the appropriate use of antipsychotic drugs and the inappropriate use of antipsychotic drugs and tools for consumers and advocates to use on our website. But this gives you information to find out what's going on in your nursing home or in the nursing homes in your community. And then we also, um, we recently did a report, nursing homes with chronic deficiencies. Now this, as you can see in the orange box on the right, this is the deficiency data from Nursing Home Compare from the background database that was filtered to pull every nursing home in the country that has been found to be in violation of the same standard three or more times in the three years covered on Nursing Home Compare. So these data files were downloaded and compiled by Kate Ricks, Voices for Quality Care. Uh, this is something that Kate and her group first identified, at least to, to me, um, several years ago, that they were finding that the nursing homes that they were advocating in had the same problems year in and year out. Um, and so we, we together, as part of the Coalition for Quality Care, we hired someone who could put together a mechanism, you know, a, a database for us, or a program that would go through Nursing Home Compare and, again, pull out every nursing home that has the same violation for the same standard, the same CMS standard, three or more times in the three years of Nursing Home Compare. To me, that is really significant information. Uh, to look down here on the arrows on the left-hand side, uh, first above the arrow you can see the report that we wrote about this information, which could be useful to support advocacy. We have a shorter fact sheet for consumer advocacy. That's the first arrow. Um, there is a list of all U.S. nursing homes with chronic fire, defic fire deficiencies, a separate list with all um, nursing homes with health deficiencies. We've used that in our state um, advocacy with different groups and different uh, areas of the government to say, look, these are facilities that have been found to be in violation of the same standard not once, not twice, but three times in the last three years, um, 
you know, maybe they fixed it, maybe it was something a little bit different, maybe, you know, within the standard, but still that to me is a uh, something about which we, we should be concerned and I think a good way to identify facilities that should, again, at least trigger, hmm, what's going on here? Maybe it's nothing, but maybe it's something. And then at the bottom arrow, you can see we have a brief descriptions of the information presented in each data file. So I want to put something together that could help people that may not be familiar with the CMS um, terminology. And then for every single state, there's information on the fire, repeat fire deficiencies and the repeat health deficiencies. And those data are downloadable. Again, they were put together by uh, Kate Ricks, the Voices for Quality Care. And um, it's, I think, really uh, useful information to have. I'll show you a couple of the files that we have. This is for New York, and it tells you, uh, this is, again, how Kate put it together. On the first orange line, homes, 162 homes. So 162 facilities in New York State have what we are calling chronic deficiencies. And what we have here is the provider number, that's their, their Medicare, Medicaid number, but their name, their address, the city, the state, the zip. So you can, again, search for all that, pull that out. The survey date, the type of survey, and then the deficiency tag, what the repeat was, and what that description is. So you can look and see for your state or for your nursing home, if your nursing home is amongst this list, well, what was the deficiency here? It shows a bit of two of them. The first one, I mean, the first purple set is the facility failed to provide care for residents in a way that maintains or improves their dignity and respect in full recognition of their individuality. Um, so that is that gives you a sense. And if you want to get more information about what exactly, you know, how exactly they violated that standard, you can go to the facilities listing on Nursing Home Compare. And you could download the statement of deficiency. The data is there, and that will explain to you exactly what the finding was. Um, and then we also you know, have some further information on the um, whether it was a complaint deficiency or whether it was a part of a standard uh, you know, annual inspection. On the second set, if you go down to row nine, Absolute Center for Nursing and Rehab in Dunkirk, same thing. They were in violation of F, you know, same type of thing, excuse me, they were in violation of FTEG 309. That meant they failed to provide necessary care and services to maintain or improve highest well-being of each resident. That's a pretty broad, um, pretty broad standard. So you might want to look and see, well, you know, where, you know, how much of these relate. To my mind, I think this is important as an advocate. And this is what we talk about in the report: is that if you have been put on notice that you have that you were failed to provide necessary care and services to help someone maintain or improve to their highest possible well-being, which is a requirement and what facilities get paid for, then I would wonder, well, um, what's going on? Because the whole point when someone comes in and does a citation isn't that, oh, in 2014, we found that you didn't do this for Ms. Jones and then you corrected whatever your problem was, but then in 2015, you didn't provide those services to uh, Mr. Romeo, well, that's the whole point of the annual survey is that you're supposed to be identifying these problems or having these problems identified for you and taking systemic correction to make sure that, that they don't, those types of things don't happen again. We talk about this more in the, in the report. But, um, that, so that to me is, so what's happening? What, what's, what, what's falling through the cracks in some of these that is preventing lasting uh, improvement in these facilities. Again, you know, they, they can vary because some of these deficiencies really do vary, but it's worth taking a look, especially if, you're, if your facility is one of them or if you're looking to find out what's going on in my state or what's going on in my community, this is a, uh, a good way to find it, I think. And that's it for this program. Our next program will be May 16th, excuse me, uh, at 1 p.m. again, Eastern Time. We're going to talk about residents' rights and the new nursing home regulations. We're going to focus on uh, resident rights to safe living environment, resident and family rights to develop and have uh, independent resident and family councils, and resident rights in terms of filing grievances. And there's a lot of changes going on in the new regulations, uh, especially with the filing grievances that I think will be valuable. 
and that's the information on how to attend. And I'm going to open it up now for any questions or comments. So thank you all very much for attending. Just give me one second. Hi. Hi. Welcome. So if you could, um, if anyone has any questions or comments, if anyone has any questions or comments. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. 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 Thank you for this. It was very helpful. And I wondered about the penalties. You said that you don't pay much attention to that, and I can understand. much attention to that, and I can understand. You said that if a nursing home does a terrible thing, they usually aren't penalized. But if they have a penalty, wouldn't that be important to see? Let me interrupt you for a second. I'm so sorry. I just muted everyone because I was getting a lot of feedback, and I imagine others might as well. So if you have, if you if you would please press star six to unmute yourself, and then you can ask a question. I, again, I apologize for that. I had said thank you very much for this presentation. First of all, thank you. And in terms of penalties, you had said you don't pay much attention to that, and I can understand that you had said that um, when a nursing home does something terrible, they usually aren't penalized, but I would think if they do have a penalty, that would mean, wouldn't that mean they did something really awful so that that would be good to know about? Uh, well, I think that's, that's, that's a very good point. Uh, I mean, you know, to... to to be honest, I think that, um, you know, it, the short answer would be yes. You know, so I, that's why I said, so when I do see um, a write-up in, uh, in a newspaper about something really bad that's happened, or uh, sometimes I'll see that the Medicaid fraud control unit has um, held a nursing home or nursing home owner, um, you know, criminally li liable, um, something really bad happened. I'll often go to the facility and see where, you know, was there a fine? And, um, you know, quite often there wasn't, but I would say, uh, yes, that if there is a fine, that would certainly, um, be, again, something that, that would trigger for at least further inquiry from it. You know, some of them have, that I do see have big fines, like the first one on the list at, on the ProPublica site was Medford Multicare. I mean, that, that is a facility that, frankly, has had repeated problems over the years. So that, that gets at exactly what you're saying. It was one of the highest fines there. I mean, it might be easier in some ways to, to you know, go to ProPublica and see. You can search for facilities with fines, depending upon what your interests are and what your advocacy is to, um, to see, you know, what is going on. Uh, but we, you know, our complaint, you know, our advocacy, I should say, at the Long-Term Care Coalition is too often – to be honest, the opposite, where something terrible happened and the facility has a three or four or five star rating and the, um, and there's no fines. You know, and so we're, you know, part of what we do is always trying to get the uh, state agency, you know, Department of Health in New York and, and CMS to do a better job in identifying problems and coding them correctly. So that, that's, that's a big part of our work. Okay, thank you. Sure. I hope, I'm, not, I'm not sure if that was a great answer, but it, it, is, it is difficult because it's, uh, you know, I think a difficult question because the, um, it's not very consistent. Hmm. Okay. Thanks okay. for asking. Uh, does anyone, if you do have a question, please, please um, press star six or comment. Be, um, welcome comments too, please. Okay. Uh, well, thank you, everyone, for participating. I hope it was useful. Please shoot us an email, um, info at ltccc.org, with any feedback. We'd really welcome it if things you, uh, there's other things you want us to talk about. Uh, if uh, it was useful, if it was not useful, we want to hear that, too. Uh, we want to make sure that these are as meaningful for you all. And I think I have a last frame you can see for contacting us. 
You can email info at ltccc.org. Uh, we have alerts and stuff. We don't sell anyone's email address. Um, we have a Facebook page, a Twitter page. Our website, again, is nursinghome411.org. And lastly, for our uh, attendees in New York, the Alliance of New York Family Councils, uh, if you're a family member in a New York State nursing home, please um, do get in touch with them or visit their website. They have terrific resources and it's a terrific group. So thank you all very much for attending, and I hope that we'll um, that you'll attend again in the future. Bye-bye now.